Hi, everybody. This podcast is recorded in a house with animals, and some of those animals are jerks, although the primary jerk is asleep over there and isn't paying any attention, so that's kind of cool. No, we have dogs, uh, we have cats, we have chickens who are currently asleep, so that's good. There's a teenager and... A Canadian. I can, I, I don't want to... See, now we're inferring that Tina's a complete animal, and we're not going to do that. You're but, talking about your teenager that way. Well, he's not fully fully grown yet and still very, very untrained. She's I mean, a furry, it counts. Is she? I yeah. didn't realize. Okay. Coyote. Oh, that's true. That's true. So, anyway, yeah, noises happen. The other thing to mention at this point in time is that we swear. Oh, so much. A lot. And while we're not going to get into any matters that will require one to cover the ears of a minor... Probably. We, probably. We, we keep it about PG-13. So just keep that in mind that there will be swearing, but nothing of a more explicit nature. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 86. 86. I forgot. I, I even re- set up the file and I recorded the interview earlier today and I forgot what episode it was between then and now. These things happen. Yeah. I, I have forget a, what day it is routinely. That's true. I have a great talk I had with our friend Lara, Laura Garabedian to share with everybody that we did earlier today. Next week, I'm really excited because next week I'm going to just run with, the, uh, with my conversation with Dino about job hunting and preparing your resume and all that stuff. And I always have so much fun talking to Dino, whether we're on the, on the record with the recording going or just shooting the shit. It's Arsal always has to like pry me away. I, it, it's not that I want to pry you away. It's just that it'll have been like the fourth hour and I'll be like, sweetie, sweetie, uh, the, 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 the cat is swinging from the chandelier and your teenager is roaming the halls, devouring all in his path. And you know, yeah, but he would devour all on his path anyway. Yeah, well. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's next week. And then I have a whole bunch of people who volunteered who have been very, very gracious in scheduling their time. So uh, we have a lot of people, who new people who will be coming on. And it's a lot of fun. Woo! Woo. Other than that, my week has basically been Dorsai thing all the time. Yes. With Tina here, we've been doing runs out to get supplies we've tina's been baking all week and she's working on i think the last couple dishes today Uh, you know we've been to the store a couple times to get different pieces and all the supplies that you need when you're running a con suite like things to cover the floor so that if someone spills something you don't have to pay that absolutely huge cleaning fee right because you've stained the carpet it's uh plus i've had programs i've had to check with people to make sure <clears throat> excuse me that they are still able uh, excuse me <clears throat> there we go uh, i've had to check with people to make sure they're still able to do things with us uh the things that they were were planning on on doing uh, the people who are going to take us on field trips well i mean i'm not going to go on a field trip but we we've got two external activities that people were interested in so we've got I had to find two people to help with that. And then the banquet and paying for the banquet. And oh my God, all that. There's so many moving parts. And I talked about this last week. I realized I did, but it's all over. Monday, Monday morning rolls around and it's done. It actually fry uh, Sunday, Sunday around noon. When I hand 
off to next year's thing committee. It's not my problem anymore. So, uh, certainly a learning experience. I do not regret doing it. I may never do it again. I hope not. Yeah. If you're going to do it again, please wait till I'm dead. Okay. I, I will tell everybody, they're like, you know, we'd really like to go back to Raleigh. I'm like, Ursula says I'm not allowed to do it in, until she's dead. So. I did not say you're not allowed to do it. I said, please wait until I am dead. Oh, okay, yeah. T- <laughs> yeah, Ursula has asked that I don't run one, uh, that I wait until she's dead before I run another one. There you go. And See, this is not an allow thing. You're you're a free agent. You can do what you okay, like. that's fair. But yeah. as a courtesy, please wait until I am cold and in the ground. All right. And you already planned to predecease me by, like, what, uh, an hour? Well, as much as, I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't really worked out the exact timeline, because well, yeah, I'll realize. be dead, so I really have no way of enforcing it, and I'm not going to be like, okay, I've died, I expect you to off yourself. No, I, I hope you, no. you live a long time, and every little old lady in the neighborhood brings you casserole and lasagna and flirts with you until you, and you keep chickens and name them after me. So anyway, yeah, Ursula has this firm belief that, that she was going to predecease me. My family's not long-lived. Yeah, that's true. Except for the one grandmother. Who lived... 98. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, she so, was evil, though. Evil adds 20 years. So there's... the Well, yeah, there's but there's also the uh, kind of a running joke in our house. And it's a little morbid, but it's that I'm not allowed to die before she does. So... And that you have have said not allowed. Yes, I've said you're not allowed to die before I do, yes. I didn't ask that one. That's a strict requirement. Okay. Also, thinking of dying, haha, you've been almost literally killing yourself to get this book done. Yes, uh, 7,000 more words. Uh, Normally, I'd be like, woo, end in sight, but... Uh, work on this one has slowed to a crawl. I can grind out 500 words a day, mm-hmm. and it is like I am chipping every word out of flint with a rock. And I mean, some books are hard. Yeah. Some and and lots of this book flowed great. Oh yeah. Uh, but the deadline deadlines are hard. I hate owing people things. And I can't, my normal method of working is to jump around between stuff. So I'll get super obsessed with something, write, you know, 10,000 words on it, and then put it away for a while and go bounce to something else. Well, I'm not allowed to bounce in this case. I have a deadline. It has to get done. I can't count that I will bounce to it right before the deadline. Right. So I have to fall back on eating the whale a bite at a time. And I, I'm getting real sick of whale. And. <laughs> And the thing is, I I switch over to my fluffy paladin romance with severed heads, and I can knock out a thousand words on that in twenty minutes. It's yeah, yeah, but the, the but that's not where you need to be putting. But a thousand that's words. not where I need to be putting a thousand words. So it's grind out five hundred, go write a thousand words on that other thing, you know, so that I have a chance of getting it out this summer, maybe, and then. Uh, and then, and I feel bad because I am achieving nothing. Like I am writing. I am coming home. I am staring at video games. Yeah. Or sleeping. And I I am feeling like a total slacker. I'm not accomplishing anything, but Jesus, this is brutal. Yeah, well, there's a, and and I liken sort of the stage to the point you get to when you're like 
past a certain level in World of Warcraft, or in my case, currently Pokemon Go. I am grinding for yeah. XP. Yeah, it's just, there's nothing you can do to level up except just grind, grind, do lots of little things a lot, and it's... Yeah, every sentence yeah. I am killing is a is a critter for the XP. Yeah. And yeah. sooner or later, the the ending will drop. Yeah, it's like, I think I have something, like, I just rolled over to level 39 in Pokemon the other, the other week, and now I only have to get, I think at this point I'm down to 4,500,000 XP before I get to 40 and I'm capped. And it's just like, this takes forever. So. Yeah, it's, it, no, no, Tordy, don't put your foot on the sound thing. Did, did that change anything? Uh... It landed there. Oh, you know, this is the flat spot. As long as okay. it hits those buttons, it's fine. Uh, yes, we will get a box for it. Believe me. Uh, yeah, and the other problem is that, like, I don't know if the if I mean, I'm not. Is this stressful? Um, that sounds like a really stupid question to ask somebody else. <laughs> but I am so close to this, I can't actually tell you if what I'm doing is stressful or not. Because I'm very stressed, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's this or that I'm only like two months out from the whole funeral thing, which admittedly took a lot out of me. Yeah. yeah or yeah. if it's the fact I have a huge trip coming up that you know stuff is going is going wrong and I am I am freaked out about that or or what? Like I I literally do not know if this thing I am doing is causing me stress or what. <laughs> I am certainly fried to shit. And that may just be it. It's like, yeah, once maybe once we get on the trip, things will be better. Once I'm on the trip, there is nothing I can do to fix anything. True. So I stop worrying. Like, then the die is cast. It's mm -hmm. the, the prep beforehand. And, yeah. and that's why I keep nagging you to deal with that one thing. Cause... Yeah, but that well, that's the other thing. Tuesday... I can start paying more attention to the trip because I don't have this big event. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's that is relief in sight. It's just it's just hard. It's it's we've got a lot of balls in the air and you now you have the job to do. You have the the dates to make and it's it's not easy. You know, I I appreciate the stress you're under and the what this undertakes. Yeah, I I I, I suppose part of me feels I don't. It doesn't deserve to. I don't deserve to be stressed out by it because what well, is my job really? I go sit in a cafe and make shit up for two hours. I mean, that's my brain will never believe that should be a stressful job. And well, that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that the act of thinking, the act of making your neurons fire in certain ways, burns a lot of calories. It's, then why am I getting fatter? It, I don't know, but, you know, people are like, why am I so tired? I spend all day doing nothing. I'm like, yeah, no, it's you, you're making decisions. You're putting words in front of the other. You're having to talk to the boss, or in this case, you know, you. Uh, you have to talk to yourself about this. But it's the, the so-called, you know, oh, it must be so nice to have an office job, or it must be so nice to be a writer, is... Uh, you know, it's a grass is always greener thing. Well, and like if I can just, I I have hit the point where 
I am utterly incapable of looking ahead. I have to just do next day and next mm-hmm. day and occasionally like, okay, so we'll do this thing in two weeks. I'm like, I don't I I don't believe in two weeks. Yeah. You told me that earlier. Yeah. yeah. In yeah. fact I think I said that I was like that that there is no two weeks. Yeah. You know? There is there is I got word count done today and will I get word count done tomorrow? Beyond that, I don't fucking know. I don't yeah. fucking care. It doesn't no, matter. It does not yeah. exist. Yeah. Uh, but I did get a rabies shot. Yeah, and we we both got rabies shots. And we're getting another rabies shot tomorrow or what? Friday Day after tomorrow. Day yeah, after tomorrow. Whatever. Someday. Friday. Just, it doesn't exist yet. Yeah, it's it's getting close. The only reason I'm thinking this is because I can read your calendar on the monitor over there, and it says rabies round two on Friday, and yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, rabies. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, it's a thing. I always wanted a rabies shot. Yeah, I, I, I in when no, I. No, let me first. I always wanted to be immune to rabies. There's, there's the difference. Yeah, there's, there's. It was all. It was much more about if the dog gets a rabies shot, so the dog won't get rabies if something happens to it. Why don't I get one? Uh, because they were expensive and and sucked up until recently. Well, they're still expensive. Like, well, yeah, I, yeah. I'm I'm paying a lot of money for it. But the book Money landed last month, and they were like. You can get a rabies shot. They didn't even offer it because they're so expensive. They're just like, don't touch any animals if you're, and don't go to a rural, rural area. And we're like, we're going to a rural area and staying with yak herders, helping to herd yaks. And also animals just love me whether I want them to or not. Yeah, and they were like, okay, how much is the rabies shot? Well, it's, it's, it's $1,200. bucks. you know, what the fuck? Yeah. Why, yeah. I, and honestly, 1200 bucks is a lot less than it used to be. Yes, and you don't have to get it in the stomach anymore. Uh, yeah, it was something like 16 daily shots in the stomach at one point. Uh, it was it was brutal. But yeah. uh, the... I may be wrong on that number, but it was it was you had to have that shot in the stomach every day. A lot of stomach oh. shots, yes. Yeah. And and this was like, okay, yes, that is a lot of money, but I am I am currently at the, the feast stage of the book advance and not quite at the famine yet. So, you know, what the fuck? Why well, I'd love to be immune to rabies. And then we just get a booster in two years. Or whatever. Yeah. Tighter. You get a tighter and check and see if it's still active. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but now I don't have to worry that a bat will bite me and I will die one of the worst deaths known to man. And in my case, it's more raccoon, feral cat, bat. Whatever. Possums can't get rabies. Skunk. Skunk. Deer. Someone decapitated an 800-year-old mummy and ran off with its head. You've got to take the news feed off this thing. <laughs> Intruders crept into a crypt in Dublin, Ireland, St. Michael's Church, decapitated an 800-year-old mummy and ran off with the head. The Garda asked that anyone with information about the missing head of those who did the decapitating, please contact them. <laughs> or those who did the... Not of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's a thing. Um, maybe maybe we should go to the interview. Yeah. So we're we're I'm gonna we're gonna cut over to the interview. If now. you ever feel like you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off, this next interview could be really helpful. No. Come on, that was good. Yeah, but that isn't that. It's it's Laura, Laura Garabedi, and the artist with the with the beautiful with the fine art and the beautiful the the the. Sort yeah, of grown, sticky, yeah. Much like me, she knows about the running around like chicken with head cut off. Though. She does, but but she and it was a it's a fascinating discussion, and I hope everybody enjoys it. I had a lot of fun, and uh, one of the things we talked about was the upcoming China trip and how oh my god we get to see each other again in like six weeks because we haven't seen each other since I think Anthro, maybe before I don't remember the last time we saw that's, Laura. That's yeah. that's that's not that's mm-hmm. future way future 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 yeah forever. But anyway, it it was it's been a while since we've seen Laura and. So we're going to cut over to the interview with her right after this. Talk. 
Hi, folks. I am here today with my friend Laura Garabedian. Laura, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Um, Laura is an artist. Laura is one of the people who's went with us to Africa. We hang out with it at furry cons. And Laura's going to China with us. We're so thrilled to be going to China mm-hmm. with you guys. So, yeah. And, and you've agreed to talk to us this week. And I'm really thrilled about that, too. So, can you do a better job introducing yourself than I just did, and then maybe expound a little bit about what you do? Uh, sure. So, um, I am a, I'm somewhere between a fantasy and a wildlife illustrator. I'm kind of playing the bridge the gap game right now. Oh, that one's fun, um, yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is interesting. Um, but I've been making the transition in the past year from commercial illustration into doing more fine art and more stuff that, you know, you'd see in galleries and working for myself versus necessarily working for other clients 24 seven, which has been a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah. That's it. That's that's it. Okay. Yeah. Then the, the important question and why everybody's here, how do you keep yourself organized? I, I am a fan of lists. Um, I've tried Habitica, mm-hmm. uh, which I know that you're on, um, or at least you were last time I spoke to you. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was the group I was with or if I wasn't playing the game well, I've, I've been considering picking it up again because it does give me points for lists, which I appreciate. Oh yeah. Uh, and kind of resorted back to Google keep partially because they've got that little bar to the right of my email now. Oh God. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, once they instigated that, I was like, ooh, I can check things off when I check my email. Mm-hmm. That's nice and satisfying. <laughs> um, <laughs> and for things that need deadlines and everything like that, it's all integrated with iCal. and Well, not iCal, but Google Calendar. And then just like when it's a really, really busy day, I make a physical list because that's just super satisfying. I, I yeah no I love I do love the uh, uh, physical lists on the busy days or when I know I've got a lot coming up. Although the the sheet of paper I use to to write notes on, I actually have mm-hmm. put a little list on these a checklist of uh, you know do a pre call test, do a pre interview test, and push record. I, on at least one occasion, I forgot to press record, and so we did this whole thing, and none of it was on there until I went to look to see. All right, let's go press stop. Oh shit. Uh, so, yeah, and then I've got the post-interview that's like, save the file, check the file, press stop. <laughs> that's um, maybe whenever I try and do videos for my patrons, it feels like I, I need to give myself at least an hour before I start doing the recording to butts with it and make sure I still actually remember how to play this game. I finally broke down a couple weeks ago when I had someone cancel on me and I'd just been fighting with the audio and all this setup. And I'm like, all right, that's it. And rewired and redid everything. So it is knock on wood. It It is, it works every time without pain, which. Yeah. Yeah. I could really recruit my old roommate to come over and like bribe <laughs> him with food or something because we had like a permanent setup when I used to live with him. Uh, okay. Yeah. And I could just, like essentially plug and play which yeah. is really nice and now it's much more every time i set up i need to kind of start over and that makes it harder to get in the groove uh yeah absolutely and that actually i guess uh may bring us to our next question it depends do you use anything other than lists or is list like is list like the golden 
the it? Lists, I think, are the golden thing for me, really. Um, if I, I've tried using planners and they don't work very well. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the, the calendar app works really well for me. Right. But yeah, there's nothing else that's really stuck. I randomly try other things when people suggest them. <laughs> um, in, in terms of staying productive, though, mm-hmm. I um, I like to use the, what is it, the pomato, the, the tomato thing where you go for like 20 minutes and stop. Pomodori. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I read about it years and years ago, and when I really need to sit down and focus, I find that that's the best way for me to do what I need to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good one. It's a tremendous yeah. one. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, which which actually does naturally flow into that next question, which is what systems and habits are, are valuable to you? And, and Pomodoro is a system. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 And it, it, for me, it not only saves my back, because I am really bad about getting super head down, and I tend to hunch over whatever it is I'm working on, and then four hours later, I'm like, why am I in pain? Said every artist ever. <laughs> And if there's an alarm that goes off and it like shuts off my Netflix for a minute so that I actually have to stand up, mm-hmm. um, that's very helpful. And recently I've started trying to integrate uh, just some either dance or stretch or yoga breaks into those five minutes so that I actually move my arms around in a position other than a hunched over desk and other than let's walk and get more tea. Yeah, that's I mean, that's and that's something a lot of people don't think about is how important it is to get up and move around. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the days when I'm good about doing that, I feel so much better at the end of the day and it doesn't matter as much. Even if I work a 12 hour day or whatever, if I took mm-hmm. my breaks, I do a lot better with it. Right. And uh, it's as, as we all know, I'm a fan of the chickens and, and just taking that like five minutes to go out, feed the chickens, look around, make sure everything's cool in the yard, and then come back in is does wonders for yep. my tension, for my stress, things like that. Yeah, and if the weather is at all good, I like to take the dog for a walk. If the weather's not great, we go in the backyard and we play fetch because that, again, like gets me outside even and moving around. And again, for artists, gets you away from that one foot away that you've been Mm-hmm. Keeping your eyes focused on forever, so eye breaks are good too. Hey, oh, very true, very true. Hey, given where you live, since you're in the mountains of Colorado, how is is there a non fetch season? There's never a non fetch season, uh, <laughs> at least not for my dog. Uh, <laughs> there's definitely a I need to bundle up. I can't just walk outside, right? Um, which tends to be like if it's below twenty then it's much less fun for both of us. Uh, but I think he still has fun until it hits single digits. But uh, <sighs> I am much more like, oh, I need to put on six million layers. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, see. but ne- never no fetch season for the noodle. The noodle likes to go uh, snow cling, as we call it, as we he likes to run through the snow with his head buried in it. Well, all right then. Well, he's... he's uh... <laughs> Sorry, guys, we're, we're going sideways. Uh, he's one of those those thin dogs. He's not a, a greyhound rescue or anything like that. No, he's a silken wind hound. So oh. I wanted a sight hound that had enough hair that he would not need a jacket in the winter. Gotcha. Yes. 
and a slightly more trainable sighthound, which is what you get when you get falcons. Yeah, uh, I believe I can say with with some authority that if you get a sighthound that is not really trainable, there is absolutely nothing you can do. (laughs) And, yeah. Yeah, at least in terms of recall. They all... um, there's a certain amount of training I think that they're all willing to do, but there's also, if they see a squirrel, for a lot of them, that's it. So, uh, yeah. They're good. Or in Lacey's case, if she sees anything move, that's why our, you know, coonhound is not so really good at raccoons, but man, she can catch a frog. <laughs> yeah, uh Baku was attempting to play with a garter snake last fall, and I was like, no, 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 um, not a, because I love the garter snakes, and B, because I don't want him to come upon a rattler sometime in the future and think that this is a toy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, dogs. Dogs. Dogs, dogs, they're dogs. I, I love them. They're just, you know, they're um, mm-hmm. they're not very bright. Ours aren't very bright. So. <laughs> Fox is the right amount of heart. Archer is very pretty. Yeah, Hound Hound understands she's very pretty and she doesn't need to be a great brain because her her eyeshadow or her uh, eyeliner is on point every day all day and she's just very very sweet. Yeah. Yep. That's Archer too. Yeah. He he's not so bright, but he's got a lovely white ascot and and he doesn't really need anything else. There you go. Yes. Okay, so back to systems and habits now that we've talked about <laughs> dogs, which is much more important and than people think it is to productivity. Uh Anyway, um, anything else? Uh, there's Pomodoro, there's taking the breaks, moving around with it. Um. Um, I think that like establishing certain patterns has really helped me. Um, okay. I generally, I'm trying something new mm-hmm. in this past month or so that I do really like when I remember to do it, which is when Stu's driving to work, it's sketch time instead of immediately check email time because that's a little bit less stressful and it seems to start my day with art which is nice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um because previous to that it's always he leaves for work i check email for the next hour or so and then get on to whatever it is my day needs to be and mm-hmm. a lot of times that doesn't end up involving art as much as that's my job um yeah <laughs> no oh. done and everything else um so that's been a nice thing that I've been experimenting with. And it also means that it's not like I don't check my email. I, I just, then I check it right after lunch or I check it at dinner. Instead right. of the first thing when I wake up immediately kind of being assaulted by 6 million requests. And the thing is that a lot of people don't understand how much of art and art business runs on those communications. And you can say if you're an independent or if you're an independent artist, Everything is, you know, dictated by, oh, wait, this person I've got a commission out to or this contract, they've changed their mind or or whatever. How much of that communication takes up your time? They think, oh, you're an artist. You get to sit home all day and paint pictures and draw things. And oh, God, if only. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And and there's always every time I work an event, I, I get at least one person who's like, that must be so nice that you can just paint all day. And I'm like, that would be nice. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. One day, maybe I'll make enough money that I could hire someone so I actually can just paint all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, get an intern. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So the routine, the daily routine is really important, and you're adjusting it so that it works better for you, which is also important. 
Yeah, I'm experimenting with this adjustment, mostly because my um, old figure drawing teacher kind of swore by it. And I don't know Mm. why my brain didn't kind of think maybe I should try that until now. But he started up his coffee sketches again recently, and I've been enjoying following them on Instagram. And I was kind of like, that's a good idea. Like, he always swore by that. Why don't I try it and see how I like it instead of randomly sometimes, you know, Stu gets to work and I'm being like, oh, I made the mistake of going on the internet and like, there's this person that wants to get a hold of me and this person who's trying to do this and blah, 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 blah. And then it starts your day kind of not in the best place. Whereas if I start out and get a couple of sketches out, hey, it's like, it is productive. It does give me fodder for future things. And oh, yeah. sometimes it's for work. Sometimes it's sketches just to sketch, but it gets my brain flowing and it gets me in a more positive headspace. Right. Right, right. Awesome. I love that idea. Uh, I've, I've, I still wake up and, you know, first thing Twitter because I'm weak. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, um, I can only check like any like public Twitter feed when I'm in a good headspace because I'm just like, oh no. (laughs) I, I, I love Twitter and I'm really, really glad that I'm on it and I love interacting with people on there, but ever so often it's kind of like, Oh, I can't do this today. Yeah. And Lord help us if Ursula needs to get work done. So she, and she's fueled by spite and the hate of MRAs. (laughs) So. Uh, She and Stuart will enjoy talking to each other. I think on the trip. Stuart is very fueled by spite. Oh yeah. No, no. You realize that like Ursula's best productive days in terms of word count outside of Twitter are the days she's arguing with someone. Like who's right. a legitimate argument, not somebody's just like, I'm gonna pick a fight because it'd be funny to fight with Ursula. No, 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 no. Actual idiots. So uh, meanwhile, that just stresses me out and I don't get as much done. I, I don't I don't deal as well with that. But yes, uh Stuart yeah. is much the same way and he enjoys arguing with people on the internet. Uh, uh, fair. It's not for everybody, believe me, I know. Yeah. But okay, so we know what you do first now uh, because you've you've sort of changed up your routine. You're you're definitely going to do some sketches first thing. Once you're you're kind of through that and you've checked your email because you've already said checking your email is your second thing. Uh, how do you decide what to do next? Normally, this is how do you decide what to do first, but your routine defines that for you, and that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've got my general um, mm-hmm. list of things that need to be done, essentially kind of, I've got a larger list of things that should be done sometime probably in the next month. And then I have a smaller list of things that are higher priority. Um, And so I'll pick a few things that I know need to be done that day Mm -hmm. and kind of figure out how much time I want to dedicate to each one Mm -hmm. or guesstimate how much time they're going to take one way or the other. And then from there, I also kind of figure out, okay, like, have I done painting or not this, this week? Like, Last week, for example, it was entirely finances and taxes and quality control for merchandise and blah, 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 blah. So I didn't actually get around to painting until like Sunday. The actual, yeah. In the morning. the but, bad grindy bits of, of running any business, right? Yeah. But those were all things that were time sensitive and they needed to be done. So they were higher priority than mm-hmm. putting out new merch. Right. Um, today, one, today well, for example, one of the big things that needed to get done was order new backing bags. Um, talk to you. <laughs> and I yep. have a couple of correspondences I needed to get back to to finalize merch and to finalize a different commission. Okay. So I got those done, and now that those are done, 
since I didn't paint yesterday, I'm going to paint when we are finished our phone call. Well, all right um, then. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I, the other thing that I did with my routine, which is mm -hmm. counter to, I think, to how a lot of people deal with this is since now I'm doing sketches in the morning and kind of like try and do a longer dance break, like a 20 minute thing. Mm -hmm. I take travel style belly dance. So that helpful for practice and it is helpful for my back. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I've moved my, what would normally be people's morning routine of taking a shower to like three o'clock. So I also have a slightly longer break mid afternoon. Yeah. So I, I space out my weird breaks. No, and I mean, you know, uh, Ursula's a shower, generally a shower at night person. I'm a shower first thing in the morning. And so it, it all varies by person a lot of times. But right. that's actually not a bad way to do it because now you've gotten, you know, by you can use the shower as a wind down instead of the wind up like so many of us do in the mornings. It's actually kind of neither. It's just forcing myself to step away from the table for more than the five-minute Pomodoro thing. Okay. Um, because it's generally after I've been... If I've been painting, I seem to work well in hour and a half or so increments. And mm -hmm. So that's an hour and a half or two hours after lunch. Mm -hmm. So I take my break, I take a shower, and I can step back and be kind of refreshed and not feel like it's six hours of work or something at a time. Because I generally work until seven or eight. Right, so. yeah. And, until Stu gets home. Uh, yeah, essentially. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, and... Stu's at a startup, so... Right. So, and for those for those who don't know, Stu is your fiance now. Yes. Yes. Congratulations, by the way. I don't know if I said that to you in person since it happened. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, on the internet, but mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, is where I communicate with ninety percent of people. Yeah, that's very true. All right. Well, we're down to the last three, which are possibly the most difficult because these are, you know, okay. whatever. Yeah. Um. Uh. So. First up, what is the best advice or feedback you've been given? In regards to anything in particular? Uh, everything, anything. It's okay. very subjective. Um, I had somebody come in and say, well, here's the best advice I was given for this thing, and then here's what I was given for that thing and this other thing. And I'm like, that was four really good pieces of advice right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that the two that I've been really sticking with and trying to remember this year mm -hmm. are um, mostly because Lauren Penapinto brought it up last year, and she's an art director for Orbit. Okay. Um, that she tries to pick some like a new class at least once a year to fail at. Oh yeah, uh, and it is just something she's never done before, and to remind herself that being embarrassed and like getting things wrong mm -hmm. is how you start, and you don't get better until you do that. Because at a certain point, when you're doing things and you've been good at a certain thing for a while, you start to get so afraid of failure that you don't try new things. Right. So I'm trying to kind of embrace all of the happy accidents and all of the stupid things and all of the, this is new and I'm probably going to suck at it feeling. Hey, um, yeah, we all have that feeling. I don't know how many times a day. Yeah. So like, I thought that that was a really interesting way that she goes about it and just trying to remind myself, I, I, I was always like the straight A kid and the, it needs to be perfect kind of kid. And through early 20s and late 20s and only sort of recently being like, <laughs> but you're not always going to be perfect at things if you try anything new. Like, trying to remember that is hard. Yeah. Um, and it ties into that 
uh, Mark Sheff, who uh, is another artist, put up something last year that's making the rounds again this year, talking about, okay, well, you want to make one big painting that's really good. Like, how many crap paintings and everything go into that? It's like, okay, well, you know, you've done 200 studies and 80% of them were crap. And you've done X amount of final paintings and 80% of them are crap and 20% of them were okay. And now you get to make like one great thing. So keep making terrible things so you can make good things. (laughs) Essentially, I'm trying to build up this pile of really crappy sketches I have in the corner of my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Because it means that some of them won't be crap. I, it's it's interesting because I and now I don't know how curator you are, but whenever you you post like oh yeah here's a sketch I did, and I, I'm just like that's stupidly brilliant, and I don't know, it, and a lot of times we don't know how many, as it were, crap photos or crap sketches there are behind that. Um, There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> sketchbooks upon sketchbooks of really terrible things for that one good thing you see. And I'll occasionally post the crappy ones in Instagram stories. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. then they just appear. Like, and, and I kind of like that. And I like it when other artists do, too. It's like, look at all these things I failed at. But those aren't the things you want to, like, curate and have people see when they look at your gallery. You want them to see all the good things you can do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's really much more, like, humbling and realistic to put them in in stories where people can enjoy the fact that you failed without it being on your permanent record, so to speak. Um, I do a lot of that for Patreon too. A lot of my patrons, like the posts will be, Hey, look at all the things that didn't work this week. See, but this one thing did work. And that's why I do all the things that don't work. Yeah. Because otherwise, how do you find out? Right? Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's something that I really enjoy writing about to patrons is just kind Mm -hmm. of being like, yep, it was one of those weeks. Um, and if I didn't push through it and if I like, for example, Saturday, I actually got to paint for a little bit. And the first thing Mm -hmm. I sat down and painted was an eight by 10 and it went terribly. Um, (laughs) and eventually I wiped it down and said, you can sit there and be a blank canvas and think about what you've done. Uh, there Um, you go. Yeah. Well, you work with watercolors, so that's a lot easier, right? Um, actually, no, this was with oils. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. Recently I've been doing a lot of oils. I, when it's watercolors, I set them on fire, and that's very satisfying. <laughs> um, it's it's like Ursula's uh, um, uh, uh, the teacher who the t- taught her to throw pots at the end of the semester. Like, all right, now we're just going to stand here at the dumpster with all the things that we're not going to keep, and we're going to throw them in there and watch them smash as a reminder yeah. that you know it it's okay. Yes, yeah. The, um, I, I do miss having a wood stove because. It was very satisfying to put all the things that did not work in the wood stove. Uh, and that um, way you're always set for, for lighter, for tinder. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, for, for oil, when it's still wet, and I tend to work relatively fast, and mm-hmm. I know at the end of how long I've worked for that day, at least, whether or not that portion is going to work, I just wiped it down with Gamsol and stuck it to the side and figured it would dry, and I'd paint on it later. Okay. Um, yeah. And so it's actually sitting kind of beside me as a blank canvas still thinking about what it's done yeah so i did two two good things after that i did two good things but i walked around for a little bit after i finished the crappy thing and i kind of like grumbled and played with the dogs and grumbled a little bit more and went i should try again Mm -hmm. that that went into the crappy pile and start over so and and for those who don't know oils uh are one of those few things that yeah if if you don't time it right you can't clean it off it's on there forever yeah. yeah. I, I also have a 
pile of canvases in my because I like to work on wood most of the time, not um, mm-hmm. <laughs> canvas canvas. And when I'm actually working on wood, if I don't like how it's coming out, I will take the sander to it. Oh, okay. So, um, yep. I've got a stack of masonite boards in the corner of my uh, <laughs> studio that need to be sanded. That's the that is that is an awesome way of doing that, and actually feeds into the next two questions. I think we might have even already answered this one. I'm going to give you the <laughs> what many people consider the easy but sad question first, although I think yours is fun, and that is how do you deal with failure when you miss a goal? Um, and so well, far, it, so far, setting it on fire, sand it down, <laughs> wipe it clean, and get on with it. <laughs> when it when it's a physical thing, yes. Um, yeah. If I am doing client work, it's a little bit harder. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, I, that is definitely how I deal with the the finished product. Mm-hmm. But in terms of how I deal with my mental state, yeah. Normally, if I realize I've completely missed the mark, I tend to grab the dog and go for a long walk or a long hike or something, mm-hmm. and try and give myself about an hour or so to reboot okay, um, and get my brain off of that. Um, because if I go straight back into it after being told that it was wrong, mm-hmm. all I'm doing is going back into it really frustrated. And a lot of times what ends up happening is I try and rebuild what I was working on, but better instead of kind of trying to recapture the essence of what I was aiming for. So instead of, yeah, instead of looking at it now with fresh eyes, you're looking at it with those eyes that say, well, that was wrong. So let me build the same base and build the same whatever, and then change it at that point. Yeah. 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 It's, um, what's interesting is it was pointed out to me in drawing classes and it still holds very true Mm -hmm. is if you just keep, if you know a line on say the like edge of a tiger's face or something is wrong and you Mm -hmm. erase it, your automatic reaction, unless you can kind of start again, is to put the line in the same place. Right. Okay. Like, you've kind of already started this furrow in the paper, and it's a furrow in your muscle memory and your mind, and a lot of times it's better to just start with a fresh piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. This is not always true. Like, there's, there's a lot of erasing and things that go on, but a lot of times your brain keeps wanting to go back to that first line. It does. Um, and that's not always what you need to do. So I'm, I'm a big fan of... As, as I think I've pointed out by now, I'm a big fan of throwing things out and starting over. Um, <laughs> I generally find that it works better for me. That's, you know, and and everybody does it differently. So, yep. yep. Yeah, I know people who like work over their sketchbooks six million times and it's just these layers and layers of interesting sketches and you can see at the bottom where things were wrong, but they've covered it with other inks and markers and they've turned it into something beautiful. And my sketchbooks tend to be relatively sparse, and I pull out a lot of pages. Yeah, it's it's the difference, I guess, between getting a cover-up tattoo and getting laser removal and then re-tattooed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And how does this apply to, let's put it out there, non-work situations? How do you do when you, you, you miss something completely on, on a personal level? Or, you know, a professional communication or something like that? Um, uh, personal level and professional communication are both a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also a big fan of just being super honest and saying, I'm sorry I screwed up. Can I start over? Yeah. Because um, I'd rather just say that than try and cover it up and be like, oh, that was totally, yeah, that was part of what I meant to do. Uh, I'm just, 
Mm -hmm. A, I'm not good at (laughs) lying or prevaricating in any real way. (laughs) And I'd rather just get it out in the open and fix it and move Mm -hmm. on than make any sort of a thing to do about it. Yeah, the I'm sorry, I fucked up, let's fix this moment. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. By the way, you can swear here, it's fine. Oh, good, because I didn't realize, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I think he just said fuck three times. Um. Oh, no, I didn't know. I, not about you. I didn't know if I had, and I was like, huh, I don't remember what I just said, and they hope that was okay, and That's, if not, they'll edit it in post, I suppose. It's fine. I'm sorry, I fucked up. You can fix it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we we put a warning on all of the shows before we start that we swear. It's cool. I remember that you did for uh, Kid Almanac and uh, oh, KUEC. We don't. We don't actually. Yeah. We have. There has been one swear word in the entire history of Hidden Almanac. Oh. KUEC. We put the big warnings on because uh, that is so not safe for work. There. <laughs> it is. We are wide open and inebriated sometimes, most of the time, and so it's just not. It. Uh, yeah. yeah. We 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 clearly label that one as this is not for children. Uh, this is PG thirteen. Yeah, probably should have and, told you that before we started of, recording, but uh, you know. Yeah, and in in terms of um, even even for a personal thing, even after I do the apology, a lot mm-hmm. of times I put that on in the car and go for a walk. Yeah. Um, it's. I, I really miss when I lived in a place where I could just walk out my back door and be at a creek because walking around the neighborhood isn't quite as fulfilling. So a lot of times we end up in the car. Yeah. But I do live in a place where 20 minutes away is a really beautiful hike. So I can be in the car for 20 minutes and then not have to really see people Mm. for however long I want to hike. Yeah. And I don't know about you. I find driving somewhat cleansing. It could be that I'm also from a place where the automobile is king. But it and not Detroit. Uh, but we are we're a very driver friendly place down here, and the the lobbies of the people who who do the the Department of Trans, you know, who do all the road construction and things like that, are uh, very good at making sure public transportation gets is really hard to come by. I think. I, it, yeah. Anyway, it, for me, it's just there's just this point where I can get in the car, I can put on some music or whatever, I know where I'm going, and I just sort of let the critical thought go, and just I'm able to be pure and focused on the driving and the music, and that's it. I used to be more like that, mm-hmm. and I don't know exactly when that changed, but sometime in the past few years, um, that got to be, and it's probably just because I've got a lot more back problems and hip problems now, so oh, yeah, I can yeah. only drive for X amount of time before both of those start flaring up, mm, so mm-hmm. I've got that in the back of my head, um, but I I'm, I find I tend to chew on things more when I'm driving, Okay. and sometimes that's good, and sometimes it's not, so if I realize <laughs> I'm getting myself into an unproductive spiral, because I am definitely someone who does that, oh yeah. I will just either call someone or put on an audiobook. And putting on an audiobook actually is a very good way for me to make the driving into Zen. Um, mm-hmm. Because then I'm following the story. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. If it's just music, I have more of a tendency to try and chew myself into a circle of unproductivity. I was say, uh, since I'm mostly listening to classic rock or modern hard rock or metal or whatever, there's there's really not much room for the for that sort of spiral to form unless... 
you know, you get that one day where it's like, all right, I'm going to put this. Oh, look, they're doing Tool. Uh, what's over here? Oh, it's the slow Red Hot Chili Peppers song. And then, yeah. And OK, well, let's go to classic. Oh, God, it's ballad hour on the classic rock station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And, and something else in terms of productivity, mm-hmm. I tend to have a tendency to flip between Netflix or audiobooks or podcasts mm-hmm. or music. Um, music generally on during concept stages mm-hmm. and if I'm doing any writing or planning. Okay. And then something with a story on when I'm actually doing the painting. Mm-hmm. Because I think I need like the verbal side of my brain to be distracted. If okay. I have just music on when I'm painting, I have a tendency to overthink. Okay. All right. I can and see that, yeah. So I, I need that side of my brain to be distracted, which part of me is like, eh, it's probably public school. Like, I grew up with six million kids talking around me in art class, and so my brain still thinks that that's how you work. Right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, we had smaller smaller art classes, but no, it was still public school. And yeah, I, I sort of remember that there was always, and oh God, in high school, the, the art classes were held like next to the gym. So there was always some sort of noise going on. Yeah. Uh, Our art classes were huge because we only had a couple of art teachers. And so the AP and pre-AP kids were put in with all of the kids who were just taking it because they needed the art credit. Oh, yeah. So they were always packed to the gills and we were kind of jammed in one corner. But there was no getting away from the noise and resonance, which was everyone who didn't want to be there. Um, (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Very fair. All right, so we've a roundabout. We've gone past failure once or twice, and we've we've kind of got that idea. <laughs> so the hard question, but fun. I like to think, and a lot of people agree, it's a fun question, but it's really hard to answer. How do you celebrate your success if you do celebrate your successes? I actually do. Um, I set myself quarterly goals, and if I meet them, I kind of give myself a budget for what I'm allowed to like buy myself a present for. Okay. Um, uh, cause I, I, I work well for goals. Uh, I do it for cons too. If I make X mm-hmm. amount then I'm allowed to do X amount, which is norm at conventions is normally my friend has a tote bag. I really want to buy or a piece of art. I really want to buy. Mm-hmm. If I make X amount, I'm allowed to buy the thing. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's not like it actually encourages me to do better when I'm there. It's just kind of a fun treat. And I think it's, um, my parents used to kind of do that when I was growing up. Is mm-hmm. If we made good grades, we got to go out to eat at a fancy restaurant. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so sometimes the treat is, hey, if I do really well this quarter, we'll go out to eat or we'll go to the zoo. Well, mm-hmm. the zoo these days is also work, so it tends to be less. It's still for funsies, but it's not a treat at the end of the quarter like it used to be. Yeah, it's, it's um, research now. It's not just a day at the yeah, zoo. Yeah, it's research. It's, I always go with my sketchbook and I go with my camera and everything like that. But, um, sometimes it's even just, I take a day off and I mm-hmm. pack myself a picnic lunch and take the noodle and go further than I normally go. Um, right. Right. and sometimes it's take a day off and just garden that day, which is always nice. Yeah, absolutely. Says the man whose wife gardens at least once a day. And when she doesn't, she gets, 
Oh, so grumpy. Well, I, at least now with the cold weather and the 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 seeds started in the garage, she can go out and she can just look at them and go, "They've germinated," and then rattle off the names of the things that germinated that day. I'm so jealous because I realized <laughs> that this year I can't start my own seeds because oh. we're going to be gone. Oh yeah, because your seed uh, starting season is later than ours. Yeah, mm-hmm. if I if I wanted winter veg, they can start now. But those, honestly, I can just sow direct. I don't need to start right. them anywhere. Um, and so I'm probably going to throw a few of those in the ground. But I'm also a less serious gardener in that I have a tendency to just throw stuff on the ground and say, well, go for it, guys. Um, Interestingly enough, that's how she handles a lot of things that aren't actually like foodstuffs. The foodstuffs are now becoming the uh, more challenging because she knows all the things she can just throw on the ground and they will grow, mostly because we still we haven't planted tomatillos for years and we still have tomatillos growing up. And the same with the dill and certain varieties of cucumbers. And Well, that's like the sage for us. And mm-hmm. uh, I had kale for like three years. I think I finally killed it this last year, mostly because I didn't do anything to the back garden last year. Normally it's irrigated this, this last year. It's it was on hiatus while I dealt with the front garden. Right, right. Um, and that's fine. All so, kale must die. So, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try and get them both under control. But yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, managing okay. gardening and and our trip. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to buy my plants this year for the tomatoes and the summer things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, meanwhile, I'm, I'm much more concerned with. Well, I have to find somebody. I actually, for me, it's I can't get. Uh, I can't get chicks, baby chickens, until after we get back. So it's mm-hmm. it's very limited on what I'll be able to get at that point, unless they decide that they're actually going to make babies while we're gone. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the person who's going to be taking you to the house, I'm just going to say, you know what? If you don't feel like collecting eggs, don't. And we'll see what happens. And... <laughs> and- if one of them goes broody, great. And if not, you may have a lot of eggs to chuck and let the possum eat. Uh, I'm going to say straight up, Tiny Goth will go broody with, I think, if if I forget to collect for about two days, maybe three when they're at full full laying capacity, she will go broody on that third day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, is she part silky? Is that right? Yeah, that's or right. That we, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We had a silky who would like to brood anything that was anywhere. I, when I was a kid, we were... I, play with my model horses and they had little wooden barrels and I came out and she was trying to set the wooden barrel and I'm like they are as big as you sweetie and nothing is ever going to come out of them yeah uh, she she's the only hen out of the bunch who picks up stuff and tries to put it on her back to carry back to make a nest oh which is adorable and sad at the same time because she's really bad at it <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah, but our, our partridge coaching occasionally likes to go broody too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, that but that's the thing. I'm like, what breeds can I get if because I'm not going to be able to like deal do the here's the March hatchings and here's the April hatchings. We're going to be gone, right? You know, right. I, I can't leave our pet sitter with a two week old baby chicken to deal with on top of the dogs and the cats and the rest of it. I mean. Depending on your pet sitter, they may enjoy it, but uh, that's that's entirely up to them, I suppose, or you, or yeah, whatever. exactly. I, I plus I want to be here because I want to start hand raising 
like hand. See, that's what I thought it was more than anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah, I, I want to. I, I I love my chickens, but none of them are really handleable the way mm-hmm. a, a true hand raised would be. So. I, yeah. I I kind of want one that I can carry around with me. It's really sad, I realize, but no, I I grew up with many many various chickens, which were much more cuddly than the others, and it does have to do with how much you get a chance to cuddle them when they're tiny. Yeah, ours got cuddled, but not as much as perhaps they should have, possibly because I was gone a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so ours are all friendly, but not I'm gonna jump in your lap and croon at you, friendly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, those are all our questions. Okay. You you actually celebrate success, and you you didn't have to say, uh, you know, that's I I I really need to get better at that. Or and you, oh my God, you're you're dealing with setting things on fire when they don't work. That's great. I love that idea. Well, uh, and it's a bit of a shame that I can't do it with the oils, but I'm a little bit worried about the toxicity. So, oh, um, just, just... but sanding them down is quite quite nice. Also. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's why I think that's why Ursula uh, does not work with oils. She she had <laughs> oils, but she has this bad habit of you know accident of of putting the tip of her her uh, paintbrush in her mouth or drinking. How many times have you drank the the paintbrush water on accident? Um, I actually have changed the way I do my paintbrush water, so I don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, and Ursula's just like, no, I'm gonna poison myself if I work with oils. <laughs> Plus, they smell bad, so. Um, yeah, I, so, it's been rather nice. I've, I've changed, I've changed my setup, so I don't drink paint water anymore, mm-hmm. mostly because I wanted to, um, work with oils, and I know that that's something that sends you to a hospital. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, how I have my studio set up. My mug mm-hmm. is to my left and it is mug shaped. Ah. And my pink water is never in anything that is remotely mug shaped. And um, <laughs> when it's my watercolor stuff, it's in kind of a sake glass kind of thing, mm-hmm. essentially because I should be cleaning it out more often. Right. Uh, and the Gamsol, which is the odorless mineral spirits I use is in a very wide mouthed, awkward jar that, I also put a little bit of, um, what are they? They're the kneaded eraser on the bottom. So it okay. kind of sticks for a minute. Yeah, yeah. So I have a very physical reminder of, this thing doesn't want to come up. Oh, it's not a thing I should be drinking from. I do not put this in your mouth, yes. Yeah, so in terms of organization, that's something that helps me a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you cannot poison yourself accidentally. Yep. Yep. And that was actually all because my aunt told me that one of her friends got hospitalized for drinking terp, and she recommended I glue clips to the bottom of my um, mm-hmm. cups because she has done the same thing because she does not want to go to the hospital. Yes. Oh, very important. I like that. So. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, those were all the questions. The, the next thing is... Is there anything you need to tell us about other than how awesome it's going to be to go to China? We're going to go to China. You realize that. <laughs> it's going to be so awesome to go to China. Yes. Uh, I think that, like, do you want to talk about China? Do you want to talk about, or what do you want to talk about? We can talk, um, I, well, I definitely want to talk about China because I, I cannot, it's like we can't stop talking about China just in around the house, apparently. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm so stoked about it. This, mm-hmm. I'm very entertained because... In theory, the whole um, spiel is we're searching for the snow leopard, and I am very excited about the snow leopard, but I'm even more excited about bearded vultures. 
Oh my god, I know, I know. I mean, I've worked with, we have uh, the, it used to be Carnivore Preservation Trust, and that was Carolina Tiger Preserve, and I don't know what else. And so I've I've handled baby snow leopards before, because they, they would get a rescue in, or they were part, you know, a breeding program needed somewhere to, to raise one. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very familiar with snow leopard behaviors and how hard they are to spot and how to get them to come out, because if you squat just right, you look like a monkey, and then your dinner, which you can do when there's chain link fence between you and the snow leopard and maybe not so much when we're in like mm-hmm. the wilds of China where there are no fences. Yeah. I think that perhaps we should not look like monkeys while we're there. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. is a little difficult as, you know, bipedal monkey things that we are. Yeah. No, we are, we are big honking monkeys with no hair. So, yep. but yeah, no bearded vultures. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. And the fact that there's actually like normal leopards there too, and oh, yeah. wolves, and mm-hmm. um, and I just can't... in general, just being at that very high altitude and atmosphere, I'm excited to see how that affects the light, which is just like the geekiest thing ever. But, <laughs> but it, it does; it it has it I has an impact. Yeah, I've never been that high. It gets to fourteen thousand feet here, and I've been right. at fourteen thousand feet, but also only in the middle of the day, never at sunrise and sunset, because mm-hmm. you drive up and drive down before it gets dark. Because, right. Yeah. Um, or walk up and walk mm-hmm. down. Um, so I'm really curious how sixteen, eighteen thousand feet looks because I'm sure that it changes. Oh yeah, no, and uh, I mean I realize that. All of us are taking precautions in case of altitude sickness, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and hopefully none of us will have the excessive breathing problems, but we were, we're all the preparation that goes into this trip is pretty fascinating. It and, is. And, and it's interesting too, since we're, we're kind of all over the place, the different vaccines and everything else and mm-hmm. Also playing the game of, well, which degree sleeping bag should each person bring? Um, I was thankful that at least I already had a negative five because I am the kind of person who does not generate any heat ever, forever. And I, I have to make sure I still... Be... Yeah, Sorry? I was going to say, I have to make sure I still fit in my negative 10. Because mm, yeah. the, the last time I actually used it, I was about 20 pounds lighter. Yeah, it's... it's playing the game of what gear still works because I definitely mm-hmm. pulled out one of my older pairs of like wool long johns and went, these have a lot of holes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, so. I have I have no idea where my silks went in the last... I, I probably, there was a point where I'm like, oh yeah, I, I don't go places anymore where I need silk long underwear and I probably donated it. Uh, to someone yeah. who did, and now it's like, oh crap! I need a silk base layer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I do like silk base layers. I mm-hmm. found two uh, on super sale at the REI garage sale for like ten and fifteen bucks. Yes. And I was like, yeah, that. Um, yeah, we didn't have one we- of them. It looks like someone wiped out on their bike because it's like brown dirt stain all along the left arm, and I was like, <laughs> nah, I don't care. <laughs> It's it's exactly what I want, and it's and it costs less than it would new. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I actually my exciting bit of um, news in regards to the trip too is mm-hmm. I did get a new camera, so I will take oh. better right pictures for this one. So that's exciting. Now the the thing I'm going to tell you, which I learned in Africa, mm-hmm. and since corrected, is 
If it doesn't use standard, regular, everyday, commercial, you can buy anywhere batteries, buy extras. Mm-hmm. Buy so many extras. Uh, my the I took two Pentax cameras to mm-hmm. to uh, to Botswana with us. Right, I had the. Mm-hmm. The really fancy uh, uh, K1 2000 and the older just KS 2000 or, or vice versa, whatever it was. And one took double A's and the other took this, hey, this great lithium ion rechargeable lasts for hours things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great, except I didn't need to charge it that first night or that second night. And I might have charged it, but then we're, we're out camping and I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a picture. It's like, yeah, battery's dead. I'm like... Uh oh, and I had to get out the other camera that takes double A's because I could still use it and I could replace those batteries easier until we got to the lodge where I could actually recharge the battery. I'm hoping that this one uses the same batteries as my old Nikon. Um, it looked like it from the photos, but we'll mm-hmm. see when it comes in because I don't know. Yeah. Um, but if so, I definitely bought six batteries for that camera <laughs> before I left for Africa. Yeah. Uh, because I also know that they have a certain like shelf life, and mm-hmm. I know one of them is already toast. It, it makes it for about an hour before it dies. Oh, yeah. No, that's a problem. And yeah. I don't have it marked, so I don't know which one it is. So I'm going to do at least one or two zoo days and try and try out mm-hmm. at least some of my batteries and see how long they last. <laughs> oh, this, one's, this one's still good after an hour. All right, throw in the next one, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. yeah, the, the um, trip prep of let's all pack this in bags and everything else is always interesting Mm -hmm. and is starting now like i'm probably going to do that some tonight and some tomorrow and see if i need to get another bag because i suspect i will want a slightly larger duffel than what i actually have right now the duffel that uh we used for cons you know our big orange bag you've seen it you've probably helped us Mm -hmm. carry it is dying (laughs) oh no we we bought it in albuquerque the first time we went to Bubonicon because the bag we had brought with us had finally died. And so this time we just broke down and I think Ursula has the 90 liter and I have the 130 liter Osprey bags. Mm-hmm. So we're, we are set for bags for like a while now, but man, you know, it was painful. We had to go out and buy new bags and it's not something we do often or lightly. <laughs> Yeah, and when you're also being like, oh, right, and also vaccine costs and everything else, it ends up mm-hmm. adding up. Yeah, but. oh, yeah, and then the other equipment, like, you camp more and hike and whatever more frequently than we do, so you have certain equipment that we don't. Yeah. Yeah. And But I also needed extra base layers because I was like, I do have, like, one really nice wool base layer, mm-hmm. and but I don't have a nice wool base layer top because I know that most of the hiking I do these days is mostly day hiking and occasionally camping, but it's only for a day or two. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if I'm going to be around people for a week with possibly washing my clothes once a week, I need more than one base layer or everyone will hate me. I will hate me to be fair. I, I was going to say so, there's, there's a chance that all of us will be in that same boat. I, you know, I, I don't, but I, I think unlike being in the wilds of Africa, though, I th- or camping in the wilds of Africa, do we actually get to use deodorant this time? I don't know, and I, I need to ask. Um, because that was the because- that's one of the big things about Africa is, yeah, most of the scented deodorants or whatever smell like food, and therefore that's asking to get attacked in your sleep because you smell delicious. 
thankfully mine smells like trees, but yeah, I still want to ask to make sure that scented things aren't uh, taboo. Yeah. For one reason or another. Yeah. Because uh, we don't want, we also don't want to scare away the snow leopard by smelling like trees or food. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes, you smell like trees, but not trees that belong here. What the hell is down there? Oh no, that's that. At the end of the day, despite how very, very dangerous they are, in my experience, snow leopards are still cats. Yep. And they will sne- the the bigger danger is they'll be like, "What is this smell? Oh, it's a new kind of monkey." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. What else? Um, we can gush about Africa and how excited we are to be making this book and going on the trip or not Africa. Well, we can discuss, we can gush about how awesome Africa was, but also how excited we are to be going to China and talk about, you know, and the Kickstarter and the book and all that stuff on and on and on. Uh, but is, mm-hmm. where else can people find your stuff? Um, I am on Patreon, which I'm never exactly sure if it's how to say that, but that's how I'm saying it. Yep. Um, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, but Twitter and Instagram are kind of my preferred venue these days, and Patreon being my most preferred because I can write more than 120 or 240 or whatever characters they're giving us these days. Yeah. Um, and though I do make silly photo essays sometimes in my stories on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, so and under everything, I'm just Laura Garabedian, which is hard to spell, but probably in the title of your podcast so they can see Oh, I'm, I'm going to put links. There's going to be just this tree of links underneath uh, in the episode notes that say here are the links for this episode laura's instagram oh. laura's twitter laura's patreon here's uh, yeah here's... so garabedian mm-hmm. is sometimes easy for people to spell and sometimes not so much i've learned yeah <laughs> it took a little time but i learned <laughs> I, I mean like I, I kind of think that eventually most of my friends learn but some of them still kind of stare at me and i'm like it's fine like it's a very long name and not everyone's like forte is spelling that's fine yeah no it just it's just practice you write it enough times in emails or uh when you're trying to send photos and share them and whatever it no it you catch up real quick yeah which is also i changed my website to fairy tales with tales because <laughs> That's easy to remember, um, but I'm not about to go and change all of my handles on all of my social media sites because trying to get people to change things oh, like that is such a pain. Useless. Such a pain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So website is fairytaleswithtales.com, which actually has links to mm-hmm. all of the aforementioned things. But cool. um, yeah, I'm awesome. I try and be pretty darn active on Instagram because it's fun, because it's art, and it's puppies, and it's things that are happy and not mm-hmm. stressful. And I am decently, if you talk to me on Twitter, I am happy to talk back. Yep. I am moderately active on Twitter. You uh, are. Yeah. So, uh, and, of, <laughs> and of course we're, we're Pokemon go friends. So I don't know if you've been seeing the, the, they just released the AR camera last week and they just released the Pokemon that can only be made, uh, only be caught by using the AR camera yesterday or the day before. <sighs> And mm-hmm. so and so now I'm just loading up like usually it's pictures of chickens right now it's pictures of uh, Pokemon in weird places. Yeah, I, I keep taking pictures hoping for that Pokemon, but I haven't found him yet. Neither oh, it occurs I. to me, are we on the same flight on the way home? Do you know? Um, I don't know. I know we're not on the way out there. Uh, no, I don't believe we are on the way out there. I, uh, 
at least so for for those that don't know there's like a whole bunch of us and some of us are on the way out go from our various homes to Detroit where we all end up getting on the same plane and then fly to Beijing and etc so i and i don't know if you were doing that route and meeting all of us and fox in uh Detroit and then flying no, over I'm no in Seattle okay okay yeah um and then i think we all fly to Beijing and then the flight home we're on goes from Beijing to JFK. Okay. Then no, we are not. Okay. So my only, I was thinking about the Pokemon go friends thing and I'm like, man, I, I need to figure out if I can sync my Pokemon go to Facebook because right now it's linked with my Google account and we can't trade if I can't log into Google. We'll talk. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Very important and, things we need to figure out about this trip. Well, no, but you you're going to see us at Anthrocon in Pittsburgh this year or no? No. Oh. Um, I may go again next year. I, I haven't gone in years, but I was considering going back because okay. I haven't gone in years. Yeah. Uh well, okay, then the other thing is uh we are uh guest of honor uh, or, well, not we. Ursula is guest of honor at Bubonicon in Albuquerque this year. That's not very far from me. Yeah, and uh, well, I know, and a lot of the science fiction authors from uh, the Denver and, and the Colorado area come down to Bubonicon uh, just because it's not very far at all. Yeah, I heard that one's good. I'll need to look it up and see. Oh, Do you yeah. know when it is? Um, August, the weekend after Worldcon. So we we come back from Dublin Worldcon and immediately we have like three days to do laundry before we fly back out to Albuquerque. So I, I did a dumb thing in regards yeah. to scheduling this year. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm normally so good. This is I've been working cons for almost a decade now, mm-hmm. and I'm normally really good at them. But this year, two of the cons that I go to decided to switch the weekends that they are, and not just the weekends, but the months. Oh my god. So I had already paid for one and I'm merely like prepping to do Spectrum. And then I was finishing up my contract with TFF and something mm-hmm. came up about the weekend. And I went, wait, what? Yeah. So um, both of them are actually the weekend before <clears throat> we leave for China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it will not. It's still not as bad as the year. Um, what was it? It was the year we guested at... Um, Euroference. Mm-hmm. Because that was the year, that was the year of LunCon. And I think that, I think, was that LunCon or was that, anyway, it was, it was, well, the year we did LunCon, it was, we flew to uh, MythCon, which was in Rhode Island, or was in uh, Massachusetts, about halfway between Providence, Rhode Island, and Boston. And then we came home, mm-hmm. and then a couple days later, we turned around and we got on a plane for for Worldcon, and I think that was LunCon. And then after LunCon was over, we got on a plane and flew to Euroference in Berlin. Oh no! And then after, so that's that's three weekends in a row we're at different events. And then after that, we came home and was that no? We did Bubonicon in 2012, which was the first time we did Bubonicon was 2012, which is the year Ursula won um, her Hugo. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, no, but that was just like we is have the year that she puts 
Daniel Gaiman over Nachos. Yes, that's the year she. Yeah, the, that first year, 2012. Um, yeah. But we were we were just we were kind of falling down by the end of that of that one because we're like we have changed time zones. I don't know how many times. And yeah. 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 It was it was very much. Work. Yeah. Uh, this year won't be so bad since it's we fly back from Dublin and then we f- go further west to Albuquerque. And I, if you're like me, the east to west time shift is not as bad as the west to east time shift. I honestly don't remember what's worse for me. Um, have not paid attention. <laughs> I, I've done enough of the different time zone shifts now that I'm like, yeah, no, west east to west is easy because when I get there, it's it's earlier than it it's earlier than my body thinks it is so if i end up going to bed early that means i adjust, i get up early and everybody's happy i just slide right in the west to east where it's later when i get home than my body thinks it is is murder yeah, yeah. okay then that is that is the thing that is harder for me yeah. yeah um and i am also generally the person who i would rather stay up yeah forever then, like, if I realize there's a six-hour flight back, and they're like, you should sleep, so you'll wake up and it's morning. And I'm like, no, I'm going to stay awake, and then I'm going to be exhausted that whole day. Mm-hmm. But it will mean I will sleep at the end of the day, because if I try and sleep now, I won't sleep when I get home, and it will end poorly for me. And that's, you know, that's going to be really interesting with these the the big flight from North America to China. Yeah, I've never done that one. Yeah, neither have I, and we're going across the dateline. So somewhere yep. in there, the day changes, and I'm very confused by how this works. So am I. Yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> I am hoping that once I get on the plane, it will make more sense to me, because I will be on the plane, and I will know how long it's going to take to get from point A to point B. I, uh, we'll see how that happens. We'll see how that works, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm someone who does mm-hmm. all of the planning for all of the big emergencies and everything, but for all of the little things, like when should I sleep, and you know what am I going to do when I get there, I'm kind of like, meh. Yeah, and the, the the nice thing about these trips is is Foxfeather does a lot of that for us. Yeah, she does. and that's which is wonderful. Which is why I cannot wait to get her on the show because I think just just hearing how how she keeps herself organized and and these trips organized and keeps herself productive is going to be the, either the most astounding thing or we're going to discover the emperor has not had clothes for a decade. there you go yeah um (laughs) all right thank you laura this has been thank you for having me yeah no this is fantastic and i mean literally we are going to see you in something like five weeks six weeks i know know, it's gonna be great um for everybody at home uh like i said this is laura she's going with us to china she's part of our uh, i guess creative sojourn volume two and a great friend and I hope you enjoyed listening to us talk as, as we enjoyed talking to each other. And uh, we'll be right back after this.
And we are back. I wonder if I got that. That I just I, I just looked at Ursula and said, what's my badge code? And sh I said, uh, fuck it, it's rabies. And she went, yay, just as I pushed record. So I don't know how much of yay, that. Yay, rabies! Yeah. So there you go. Uh, we, um, we do Mozilla Open Badges... If you've listened before, you already know the spiel. You go to the website, you put in a little a code, and you get an image that talks about um, where you got the badge. It proves you were awesome and listened to the episode. It does prove you were awesome and listened to the episode. And this week, the, the code word is rabies. Because that's a thing. I would like to say something as a oh. product review. Uh-oh. You know how I bought this this like ball to sit on? Yeah. 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 And I sit on it every time we record. You do. And on the one hand, it's great for the fidgeting, mm -hmm. but there's no polite way to say this. Ladies. Oh, Jesus. You're, uh, uh, after a little while, your labia falls asleep. It's, uh, I, any women in the audience thinking of getting one, I believe you should know this critical fact. For some reason, the pressure falls in exactly the right way that your junk okay. is going to get. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. But you have the same problem with the other chair. With the other, with the stool I have in here. Do you have this problem with any other seating devices in the house? Um, not like, usually. Okay, okay. So I, I'm, I'm trying to determine if this is a Ursula problem, or if this is a general beware public problem. Internet. <laughs> I'm gonna so sorry. <clears throat> if you would like to report a problem using these exercise ball chair things uh, with your lady bits, you can write Kevin. I, I asked for this, didn't I? I really did. And just tell them that you're on Team Ursula. So yeah, you can you can email us Kevin at sunny.com. I read them all. There's also a comment form. You can comment on this episode at the webpage, productivityalchemy.com. Same it could place. Be I have shit posture. It's the same place you put in the code for the badges. Um I'm You can give us money at Patreon at Ursula V or give Kevin money at Kofi dot Kevin Sunny S O N N E Y. Yeah. Uh that's about it. I think that's what we... That's 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 the thing. Can we end soon, like, bits of me or numb? Yeah, no. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, hopefully we didn't make any bits of you numb. And remember, folks, stay productive. Woo! You, you can go... You can move now and oh, get circulation. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah.